0: Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Thanks for joining me on episode 65 of Lakers Carpool. The Lakers broke their five-game losing streak by beating the Rockets by nine points and then had a back-to-back game in Memphis where they blew a 14-point lead. Ended up losing that game. Let's jump into it. All right, so let's start with Tuesday night where the Lakers beat the Rockets in Houston. The Rockets are a team that are absolutely struggling this season. They are 10-25. They have 10 wins this season so far, so definitely not a game where the Lakers should have lost that. So thankfully the Lakers got the win, 132-123. to There was absolutely zero defense in this game against the Rockets. The Lakers gave up 123 points to the Houston Rockets, but thankfully they had plenty of offense for themselves, putting up 132 points. LeBron James, he's been on a tear recently, He had a triple-double, 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Malik Monk came out of nowhere coming out. Well, he played well against the Nets, but he came out with 25 points on 50% shooting from the field. LeBron shot 57%. Russell Westbrook played great offensively, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, triple-double for him, 10 of 17 shooting, a good comeback game from him in a in a game against the Nets on Christmas Day where he really struggled a ton so good to see Russell Westbrook come back and play pretty well at least offensively the Lakers 12 turnovers in the game so that's something that we've been kind of looking at with the Lakers recently is their turnovers and and how many times they're giving up the ball in a game which they've been doing a lot lately so 12 turnovers overall which is pretty pretty good for the, the Lakers have been this season obviously we'd love to see that under 10 turnovers for the entire game, but 12, not too bad, all things considered. And then the Lakers also got 24 points from Carmelo Anthony off the bench, who played 27 minutes. Uh, The starters for the game against the Rockets were Malik Monk, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Stanley Johnson, who got 31 minutes of playing time, and then Avery Bradley. So Lakers went with a small ball lineup against the Rockets. On the other end, the Rockets had started Jalen Green, Porter Jr., Eric Gordon, Nwaba, and Curtis Wood. So they did have a big man with Curtis Wood in there. But the Lakers still went small with LeBron at the center position. So then Carmelo off the bench 27 point or 27 minutes, 24 points. Uh he played pretty well, shot 4 for 8 from 3. And the Lakers they were I mean they were it felt like a pretty like the Lakers were in, in control for the majority of that game. The Lakers didn't have a quarter where they scored under 30 points, which is really impressive. 34 in the first, 33 in the second, 30 in the third, and 35 in the fourth quarter. They did also give up 30-point quarters in every quarter to the Rockets, except for the second quarter where they only gave up 24 points. So the Lakers did just enough to win the game, which is good, but obviously you'd love to see that defense get a little better. The Lakers gave... Uh, Jalen Green was the leading scorer for the Rockets with twenty-four points in thirty-eight minutes. Um, the Rockets had fourteen turnovers, so they had a couple more than the Lakers. It was a I mean, it was a close game, much closer than you'd like like it to be, but Lakers pulled it out with a nine point win. Good to get the win, good to break the losing streak, and that brought the, the Lakers within one game of being uh five hundred. So they were one game under five hundred going into the game against Memphis on Wednesday night, a back to back in Memphis, on the road, so that's always gonna be tough. Getting a back-to-back situation like that, so the Lakers played surprisingly well for three quarters against the against the Grizzlies. They played pretty good defense. They held the Grizzlies to thirty-six percent from, or sorry, thirty-three percent from the three-point line, forty-one percent from the field. The Lakers shot better than them, forty-five percent from the. Field thirty six percent from three, they. The Lakers were thirty nine and eighty. There's thirty nine for eighty six from the field. The Grizzlies were thirty five for eighty five. So the Lakers got more shots up, in the game, which gave you know in theory would give them more opportunities. But the Lakers had an astounding eighteen turnovers in the game, absolutely unbelievable. And the Lakers for not having, uh, Anthony Davis right now, they out rebounded. The Grizzlies, at least on the defensive rebounding side, 32 to 30. So they, they were they're were rebounding the ball. This hell it helps when the Grizzlies were missing a good amount of shots. But the Lakers were in this game. The Lakers were up by 14 points at one point in the third quarter. They absolutely, absolutely just just killed themselves in the fourth quarter, only putting up 16 points in the fourth quarter. The Lakers who had offense going pretty well throughout the game, just pretty much lost it all in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get anything going. There was a few – I mean, it was, it was a close – the Lakers ended up losing by five, to 104-99. But it was a pretty close game down to the wire. The Lakers were down by three, had uh, one final possession where LeBron got stuck, tried to pass the ball, turned the ball over they couldn't even get a shot up to, to try and tie the game or anything like anything like that and, and the Grizzlies won um LeBron went off he went he went nuts 37 points 13 rebounds and he couldn't get any help in a game the night before where Avery Bradley or sorry Malik Monk had 25 points Russell Westbrook had like 24 points Carmelo Anthony had 24 points he got 16 points from Russell Westbrook, 15 points from Malik Monk, 5 points from Carmelo Anthony, 7 points from Stanley Johnson, 4 points from Jalen Horton Tucker, and that was about it. And LeBron and Russell Westbrook led the team in five with five turnovers, which is just terrible. Um your two best players in theory leading the team in turnovers. I get it. They they have the ball in their hands a lot and all that stuff, but You can't have 18 turnovers in a game and expect to win. And the Lakers only lost by five. And then on top of that, the Lakers also just had... There were so many fouls. The Lakers gave up 29 free throws... 29 free throw attempts to the Grizzlies. The Lakers, guess what? The Lakers got eight free throw attempts in this game. Eight free throw attempts from the Lakers versus 29 attempts for the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies made 24 of those 29. So that's absolutely insane. The Lakers if that free throw disparity was anything close to even the Lakers win this game by like 10 points, you know? So that's unbelievable. The turnovers were bad, I mentioned that already. And it's crazy cuz this was a pretty good game from the Lakers for the most part. They were they were maintaining a lead. The Grizzlies were were missing a lot of shots. The Lakers were playing pretty good defense. The Lakers could were we're getting stops we're converting those stops they had like I said a 14 point lead multiple times in the game I mean they would get like a 14 point lead 12 point lead Grizzlies Grizzlies would go on a 6-0 run or something like that and then the Lakers would build the lead back up it kind of went like that back and forth throughout the, the first three quarters and then in the fourth quarter the Lakers just could not get the offense going and I mean the if your name is not was not LeBron on the Lakers, you struggled offensively, which is crazy because the Lakers were playing pretty good. Um and they had the fourteen point lead. LeBron was basically carrying the team because you you look at how the team the game was going for the first three quarters, and you think like wow, the, the Lakers are playing well and all that stuff. And then you see the Lakers lose by five. You look at the box score and you're like, Wow, LeBron had zero help. The second, the one of your big three guys had 16 points, 10 rebounds. He did have 12 assists. He had, I mean, he had a triple double, right? And the Lakers posted that. Another triple double for Russell Westbrook. It's like, can you not post that when the Lakers blow a 13 point or a 14 point lead and lose the game? Like, we don't give a, we don't care if Russell Westbrook gets a triple double when the Lakers keep losing like this, you know? Like, I'm, I've tried to give Russell Westbrook the benefit of the doubt, but. And he had a good game against the Rockets, but the Rockets were a 10 win team. You know? Like, I you kind of expect that from a guy like Russell Westbrook. I'm not, not to like say that it doesn't count or it's not as good or anything like that, but you go up against the Grizzlies, who are currently in the fourth spot in the West, one of the you know, one of the best teams in the Western Conference right now, and you have a chance to win the game. And Russell Westbrook, there was a play where he on a fast break, he like got a steal or got the pass... He got past two on a steal. I forget exactly what the play was, but he got a fast break layup wide open. He, like, went up like he was going to dunk it, but changed to a layup last second and just blew a wide... Basically, wide open layup, which just absolutely killed the momentum for the Lakers. Who were trying to make a comeback and were making a comeback, and just... It's, you know, the simple things. The missed layups, the dumb turnovers. The, he just kills the Lakers on offense. It's just... It's absolutely awful. Um, so... Yeah, it would be great if the Lakers didn't post that it was great that Russell Westbrook had a sixteen point triple double, a triple double of sixteen points. You know, like let's not do that, especially when we lose a game that we should win against one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Like, come on, LeBron, thirty seven points, he went crazy. John Morant for the Grizzlies, absolutely nuts, forty one points, ten rebounds. Lakers could not stop John Morant in the fourth quarter. I don't know what he had in the fourth quarter, but he went absolutely nuts. And the Lakers just, they kept, they couldn't not foul him. They couldn't not, like he, he had 12 free throw attempts. So of the 29 free throw attempts, he had 12 of them for the Grizzlies, which is pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad loss. It's a a bad loss. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker continues to struggle. He had four points in the game last night. 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 of 7 shooting, over for 2 from 3. Um, that was against the Grizzlies. He also struggled the night before against the Rockets when the Lakers won. Talon Horton Tucker played 21 minutes, had 2 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, and a win against the Rockets. He was 1 for 4 from the field, 0 oh for 2 from 3. Um, missed 1 free throw attempt, 2 turnovers, minus 2 for the game. You know, pretty pretty. Poor performance from Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker. So he's been really struggling lately. He is he is averaging 10 points in the season, but he's getting so much playing time. You need a guy like him, a guy that's getting the amount of playing time as Taylor Horton Tucker to be able to... to be able to... produce, to, to score points, to get to the free throw line, to get... You know, just to create offense. You know, you have Malik Monk doing that for the most part. LeBron obviously is doing that. Russell Westbrook tries to do that. Carmelo tries to do it. He's inconsistent also. Taylor Horton, Taylor Horton Tucker's just been bad. Um, it's tough. He's twenty one years old. He's a young kid. He's early on in his development for the for the team. And I mean, again, you look at it's insane to look at this against the, so against the Rockets, and I'll look at the Grizzlies in a sec. Against the Rockets, the Lakers had And not all of these guys are out necessarily, but they have Dwight Howard did not play. They have Jamario Jones did not play. Mason Jones did not play. DeAndre Jordan did not play. Trevor Ariza did not play. Ken Bazemore did not play. Anthony Davis did not play. Wayne Ellington did not play. Jay Huff did not play. Kendrick Nunn did not play. Austin Reeves did not play. Rajon Rondo did not play. So the Lakers played eight guys. An eight-man rotation against the Rockets, they got the they got the win. You know, good to good to beat a bad team, right? Um, let's see against the Grizzlies. Dwight Howard played; he got the start, but then you still had Wayne Ellington was out. Jamario Jones, Mason Jones, DeAndre Jordan, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Anthony Davis, Jay Huff, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Rajon Rondo. So the Lakers had a a nine-man rotation last night against the Grizzlies. So that's getting that's a little better, right? but the lakers are still are really struggling with um just guys being out with guys in the health and safety protocols obviously we're really struggling having anthony davis out the you know you have t- two two all-star level superstar players in anthony davis and lebron and lebron's doing his part he's playing great he's averaging like 32 points in the last 6 games or something like that but, yeah, losing Anthony Davis to the knee injury is tough, so hopefully he can make a speedy, speedy recovery because we definitely, definitely need him. So, uh, tough loss against the Grizzlies. Good to get a win, at least, against the Rockets. But the Lakers currently find themselves, I think, in... It's actually pretty surprising, but looking at the standings, the Lakers, it's not all as doom and gloom as it seems for the Lakers right now. I mean... The games are tough to watch. Uh, I, will, I will say that, and the Lakers definitely need to figure something out. It is doom and gloom in that sense, but the Lakers currently hold a seventh seed in the West. They're seventeen and nineteen on the season, but all that being said, they're only a game and a half back from Denver in the fifth spot, and then they're five games back from Memphis, who they just lost to in the fourth spot. So, a good amount of ground to get if they wanted to get a top four seed in the Western Conference, but the fifth seed, that's very attainable. The sixth seed, the Clippers, like, at this point, if the Lakers didn't have to play in a play-in tournament game, I would feel like the season was not a total disaster. If the Lakers have to play in a play-in tournament game again, then I will say things went horribly wrong for how we were expecting the season to go going into the season. A lot of that has to do with injuries, but a lot of that also has to do with just poor roster uh structure and then lineup use and play and some injuries, you know, like that's kind of what it has to do with. If the Lakers manage to not have to be in a play in tournament game, I will be happy. But I would love for the Lakers to at least be a, a f a four or five seed, you know? Like at least with the four or five seed you're going up against Memphis, who I think the Lakers could manage to beat in a in a seven game series. You get into the six seed territory, then you're stuck playing Utah, Phoenix, or Golden State, which things get much tougher at that point. Like, there's Golden State and Phoenix, then there's Utah, who's only two games back of them, and I feel like things definitely drop off with Memphis, right? Like Memphis is still really good. We just lost to them, so we know that they're good, but, but there is like a teardrop, a teardrop. There's a a drop in the tier of play when you get to the fourth spot in memphis so if the lakers could could stick to that fifth spot i mean just assuming that things stay the same or like if we're just talking as if the season ends tomorrow right or in two days enough days for the lakers to get up to the fifth seed um i think the lakers are much better off going up against a team like memphis than they are against utah phoenix or golden state not to say that they, I mean, obviously they have, they would have to meet them in the playoffs eventually. But in the first round, you want to try and get a team that you can at least get past and then, and then go from there. But things aren't quite as doom and gloom just with how poor the Western Conference has been playing so far from the fifth seed down. I mean, the fifth seed is Denver, who's 17 and 16. Then there's the Clippers, who are 18 and 17. Lakers, 17 and 19. So like the, there will be two playoff teams, at least at this point, if the season were to end, there would be two playoff teams that have losing records. So it's like the Eastern Conference of of, of the days of old, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, things don't look... At, when you look at the standings and stuff, you're like, well, it could be worse. It definitely could be worse. But Lakers need to get stuff figured out soon because we go on to... I mean, it's a long season, we're just heading into January soon, but the Lakers, kind of looking ahead, we play the Trailblazers on Friday, on New Year's Eve, who are 13-21 and 21 so far, so a game, again, that the Lakers should be able to win, you look at that, and the Lakers are predicted to win, they have a 61.4% chance to win that game, according to ESPN, so... It would be good to get another win under their belts before uh, heading in to January where we play the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Hawks. So all winnable games. The Hawks are 15-19 and 19 on the season, not necessarily that great. Timberwolves, 16-18. and 18. They're a team that we've lost to multiple times, but they're a team that we definitely should be able to beat in theory. Although, without having Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns will have a field day. I mean, we'll just have to sick DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard and try and slow him down if if possible. But um, we have the it's, – it's just crazy. The Trailblazers, the Timberwolves, Kings, Hawks, all winnable games. Then we play the Grizzlies again, and then the Kings again, and then the Nuggets. So we have six – To seven games upcoming, that the Lakers in theory could win all of those games pretty easily, and then we play the Jazz, a team that like has been that's the third seed in the West that should be pretty good, and then we play the Pacers who we've beat earlier, then the Magic who we beat earlier, then the Heat who are a good team but we've beat them before, and then we go in and we play the Nets and the Sixers back to back that'll be tough. Um, The month of January is looking pretty, like there's a lot of opportunity for growth for this team to get some wins to, to make some headway in the Western Conference so I'm looking forward to that and seeing how the Lakers do but next up is the Timberwolves or sorry the Trailblazers who are 13 and 21 on the season definitely struggling like I mentioned before Lakers predicted to to win that game they definitely should win that game Damian Lillard he's playing well averaging 24 points 40 percent from the field 88 percent from the free throw line um, the Trailblazers have like a few guys out Robert Covington is out Macklemore is out Nurkic is out Cody Zeller is out so they do have some guys that are injured but that's not to say the Lakers also have a ton of guys that are injured as well the Lakers definitely should be able to win this game the Portland Trailblazers have lost their last three games the Lakers have also Well, they beat Houston, but they've lost a lot of their last few games. Uh, They definitely have not come out unscathed from past week or two. So, I mean, Lakers should win this game. LeBron James is playing out of his mind. He just needs some help. He needs guys to step up consistently. He needs Russell Westbrook to step up consistently. The reason we traded for Russell Westbrook in theory was to have a guy that could step up consistently score points consistently like we need Russell Westbrook to score 25 points a game that's what we need especially with Anthony Davis out you need Russell Westbrook to put up like 25 points a game then you have LeBron who's been putting up like 30 points a game 32 points a game and that helps a lot and then you have a guy like Malik Monk who comes in the Lakers have the pieces that they need to win these games they just have to execute hit shots, play defense, not turn the ball over. It's it's the simple fundamentals of basketball that the Lakers are not doing well that is forcing them to lose these games, which is which to me just makes it that much more frustrating. So I'm I'm frustrated with how the Lakers have been playing. The season is still pretty early. I've been hard on Russell Westbrook, I've been hard on Taylor Horton Tucker at least on like Twitter and stuff. I I'm upset with the Russell Westbrook situation. I think that he was it was an awful idea to make a move for him. In hindsight, and at the at the time, I thought it was a bad idea. And in hindsight, I still think it's a bad idea. But it's the situation we're dealt with, so let's make the most of it. Russell Westbrook came out and played well after getting a ton of criticism after the Nets game. We he just needs to come out and just play consistently. He can't miss layups. He can't turn the ball over. You can't be a point guard and average five to six turnovers a game that's just terrible so um if russell westbrook can average 20 to 25 points a game and limit his turnovers and if the lakers can get one other guy to step up if like if it's malik monk so be it that'd be great keep playing well he's he's had a last good last couple games and, and, and go from there. The Lakers play at home against the, against the Blazers. They had been on the road against the Rockets and the Grizzlies, so it'll be good to have them back playing at home. And, and hopefully, hopefully we can use that home court advantage to, to seal a win, get up to 18-19, and, and and keep making some headway in the Western Conference. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool.